Hello and welcome to Coronasode number 12 here on Sticker Madness. Uh, with me in uh, the studio is always Jackie and hasn't been for three months. Sam is in a different spot still. Uh, 12 episodes at four a month actually would be three. You're right. <laughs> Good math. Good math. Yeah, uh, it was right before we left for Hawaii. So, uh, but uh, I think we have some big news, Sam. Aren't you, when we come back, aren't you coming back to the studio? I will be returning to the studio for in-house engineering. Uh, it'll be exciting. Yeah. We'll have to redo everything. Right. Uh, expect us to fuck something up next Correct. week. Uh, we'll have to relay out the entire recording studio because Jackie and I now sit on one side of the desk and all of the furniture's fucked up around it uh, so that we can accommodate staring at Sam through a computer monitor. Uh, Slash, I took over the desk so that I could work from home. Yeah. God, that's yeah. fucking interesting. This but. L-shaped desk now half belongs to me. The thing is, though, uh, we got sounding good enough a couple of years ago and we kind of right. quit trying to sound better and since I've had to have my own hands on some of this a little bit more, I'm like, man, I've been a lazy fucking engineer. I need to do a better job. And so this is a really good excuse for us to do a better job with our recording. Yeah, we might uh, we might actually uh, completely gut uh, the motorhome and just turn it into a mobile recording studio. And we could like go on top of uh, like uh, the uh, Yellowstone volcano and uh declare the the end of the world is coming to our listeners art bell did that it he was in a mobile home or a motor yeah, home? art bell did it on the road for a while and then he like set up a shack in the middle of nowhere so woody harrelson in 2012 was just art bell only it was it was not a service to art bell because coast to coast was a big fucking deal right yeah he had to record from the philippines for a while what was he like ran yeah, he out was, of the country Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, and he was beaming across the globe. They couldn't silence him. They're, they're, he's like, I got the secrets. I got to get out of here. I'm like, I'm like Snowden. <laughs> and his secrets were, now, I don't mean to alarm anybody, but there may be aliens. I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, I don't want to alarm anybody, but Jesus, Sam, that is a big-ass mug. What are you <laughs> drinking? Uh, this week, so... Uh, Sandra has decided that she's going to get on the locale drink bandwagon with me. Okay. But she doesn't like the Bud Light seltzers because they're not sweet enough. Sure. So this is the mango Bud Light seltzer mixed with, I think, passion fruit crystal light. Okay. Okay. Which you'd be like, well, that's taking it down to real bitch mode. and You're never going to get drunk. That's okay. You just get a little Bacardi clear in there. Right. Bump that right back up. Yep. That's what I'm having tonight. <laughs> so it's a, a three-stage drink. I like it. That's good. It It is one of the most refreshing summer drinks I've ever had. Good. Well, we'll have we've to had it. We've, we've been drinking this a lot. I'm going to have to try that. I started out tonight with um, strawberry lemonade and vodka, and it's very refreshing, but it fills your guts up. Yeah, that's the problem I'm running into lately with all booze. So I just get like I, I'm fucking bloaty, like just anything. I'm like, God, I can't drink anymore, and I'm not drunk. 
It's really disappointing, don't you think? Yeah, I just feel fat. Yeah, because now I'm on to I'm back into a diet or, or tab and and vodka because it's it's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm like, how much vodka can I like? I made one and it was so overpowering. It was like, well, I'm gonna have to dump half of this out and put some coke in there because it's it was almost too much vodka. You know, where you feel like you're just drinking lighter fluid. Right. Right. Gasoline! (laughs) 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 Top secret shout out. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to chug through Miller Lite because I wasn't very creative. And I ran out of beer last night and I had to go to the gas station because I didn't want to go to the grocery store. And and beer at gas stations just sucks. I tried to get something other than Miller Lite and I couldn't come up with anything because it all sucks at the gas station. No, I've been on a long boycott of the the convenience store because it's it, when we would go back to the uh, alternative grocer episode that it's just a rip off and they should it should just be a little shanty outside of the gas pumps where you can get a few things, not oh, it's your gas station superstore. Oh, fuck you. Right. That's not super at all. Well, I it's do like shitty. Their, I like their squeaky cheese. Well, I know we've been through that. Um, and there was even a poem written specifically about that. Uh, the, the dumb thing about the gas station superstore, and we're not going to spend too much time on this because we've pr- pretty much beat it over to death, but A, the beer selection should be much better, uh, but it's not because it's all just fucking, like, none of it's local shit. It's just this fucking, like, maybe a little bit of regional, but, like, anyways, the thing that pisses me off the most is they've got these big old fucking goddamn things, and then you go in there, and they don't even have any goddamn hot dogs made. Were you no, really, did you really just shit. go to the gas station to get a hot dog today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're an ass. I'm not hungry for lunch. I'm just going to run down to the gas station well, slash I, get a couple hot dogs. I didn't get one because they, all the gas stations never have fucking hot dogs in their goddamn thing. They can't right now. Corona. Why, why does coronavirus have to do with a dick dog? People will sneeze on them. They have the shield. Not and really. the rollers are fucking hot. Right? I don't know, gentlemen. Even before coronavirus, though, they still didn't have the dick dogs. Uh, anyways, uh, we got to move on. Uh, I would like everybody to know that uh, the summer of Justin has begun. I got into the pool on Friday. And uh, uh, eagle-eared listeners will know what that means. We got Baywatch coming. Some people live in the darkness. Uh, (laughs) Oh, but it was. uh, As you may or may not know, I plan on watching the entire run of Baywatch, all 12 seasons, and give a report on uh, celebrity cameos and special episodes every four seasons. Well, you know what? What? I'll be ready. I'll be there. There needs to be not uh, movies or CDs so that these guys stop singing on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Me and Sam are great singers. You're just jealous. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So all your piles of Grammys. Uh, I do have piles of Grammys. I draw them and then I put them in the closet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For each episode that we sing. I leave the Grammys in the garage with the rest of my second place awards because they're shit. (laughs) (laughs) So we go camping with Sam this weekend. He'll just be burning the Grammys I made him. Right. Uh, I do want to talk about something. 
a little preview of uh, my Baywatch uh, discussion. Um, I'm sitting there, and I got pretty drunk in the pool. I'm not going to lie, because the whole point of the pool <laughs> is to sit there and watch Baywatch and uh, uh, not get out of the pool until you have had – basically until the weather chases you out of the pool. So here's here's a side note. He'd been out there for quite some time, uh, and I'd been working. And so I went out there to make sure he was okay, and, you know, everything was going pretty good. And I walk around the corner. He's like, oh, hey, just like, you know, the room. Hey, Jackie, how's your sex life? Could you get me like six more beers? <laughs> and I was like, sure, no problem. And he's like, oh, thanks. And he's got a floating cooler. Right. Just in case somebody doesn't know that. He's got a floating cooler out there that he keeps his beer cold in. Well, sometimes cold. Uh, sometimes they get pretty warm and I drink them anyways. Yeah. Uh, go you ahead. may have been tipped off. By someone yelling, hey, that pink raisin's shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was out there for five episodes because the weather was so good on Friday for the pool. Uh, it's five episodes, and I drank 15 beers. I was housed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is really interesting getting uh, out of the pool because you got to go up the ladder because it's an above-ground pool. It's a little like you're up there about a story up, and you're like, boy, oi, oi, oi. Maybe we should put a safety mat like yeah. on the other side just in case you fall. Like, or, like one of those running trampolines so I could just bounce off of it and then land in a pile of dog shit that's out in the yard. <laughs> no, it'd be like one of those pole jumping ones, but we wouldn't put any spikes in it. No, oh, okay. Uh, but uh, there I am watching the Baywatch and uh, season four. Can't tell you what episode is it, it, it is, but to refresh Baywatch uh, viewers, this is where uh, Pamela Anderson's on and Yasmeen Bleef. Uh, so that's, that's the era that we're in. Uh, but there, some kid comes to town. He's a new kid and Hobie's trying to hang out with him and like encourage him to do stuff. But then they have a father son, uh, uh, like, uh, I can't remember what the competition was. It was like a father son surf competition or something. So Hasselhoff comes out and of course he's got a shirt off and everybody's like, Oh my God, dude, your dad is a stud. And Hobie's like, yeah, <laughs> like what I'm going to turn into later. Uh, Wait, can we guess what the other kid's dad was like? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Was he in a wheelchair? No. Okay, Sam, your guess. It was, did his surfboard have rockets, Jado rockets strapped to it? Well, that would be cooler than Hasselhoff. And you can't be cooler than Hasselhoff. That's the only rule in Baywatch. Okay, I get one more guess. Go ahead. So how does that work? He didn't work? have he did... a dad. His dad died in a horse riding accident. Nope. Okay, your turn, Sam. So you can't be cooler than the tallish Brillo pad with a perm? That's correct. Oh, they must have some pretty lame dudes on that show. <laughs> they have some pretty lame dudes well, on that show. you got to guess one more time about no, what this why? dad is. Uh, let me just uh, do that all day. Uh, so the little guys, the, the guys come, dad comes out he's, he's embarrassed of him. Sure as shit, because he's a little person and, uh, you know, he can't, he can't do what David Hasselhoff could do. And I'm watching it and, you know, I got a little weepy. I'm not going to lie. Did he, did the little dad surf? Uh, yeah, he tried. He tried his guts out. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the kid was still embarrassed. Oh, you're not my dad. You're not my real dad. And then eventually the, you know, the little guy, uh, uh, ends up saving some lady's life because, you know, that's just how it goes. And then this kid was like, Hey, you're all right with me, dad. Um, but anyways, every kid goes through the, I hate my parents shit. Right. 
Right. You're an embarrassment. That's right. I'm wearing Velcro just to make you mad. I'm guessing it's a little different when your dad's a little person. Okay, maybe. Yeah. It's like having a um a parent that is into vampirism or something like that. You just they look weird. Anyways, not, not at all. Like, wonder if your dad was like seven foot tall. That'd be like kind of the same thing. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, look at that guy. Yeah, I guess. And I if your dad was a vampire, he'd be like, holy shit, look at that guy. I don't know, but could I uh, get to the point? Oh, okay. So I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, that's a pretty strong moral tale, right? I mean, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so in, in this really crummy show. And so I sat there and watched it more, and there was a couple more moral tales, and I was getting pretty drunk, and so I'm starting to think a lot about stuff. And my point is, did Joey and Chandler ruin America? From Friends? Yeah. Those two were nut jobs. No. Right? Yeah, yeah. They ruined it. Because, like, I can't think of a better episode where a dad is trying so hard to connect with his son, even though he knows, like, it'd be like my dad trying to go out and surf, right? He can't. Sure. It's not going to fucking happen. But, you know, he's trying his fucking guts out to be a good dad. And that's something. I still, like, think that you're... Like, that would make me cry. If I would have watched that episode, it would have made me cry. Like, you're you're missing the major part of that moral tale. But anyways... I think I am. Uh, Think about something that was a weekly moral tale television show. He-Man! Post... Baywatch. Or what is that after Baywatch? By about twenty years. Okay. Uh let's I don't see. know. Like every fucking thing on CBS. Okay. Touched lame. by an angel. Like every fucking thing on CBS. Uh, no, uh touch- Seventh Heaven? No, okay. But Touched by an Angel was in the nineties, so you're wrong. Uh and uh all they do is cop shows now. Uh uh Seventh Heaven with uh Jessica Beale. Yeah, didn't they have like seven kids and they were like a religious family and a dog wandered into their backyard and so they prayed for a dog and it came in their backyard. And what was the moral of the story? That sometimes God gives you miracles that's, even though you don't want that's them. That's not a moral tale. Oh. That's, that's a fucking What about fantasy. Little House on the Prairie? That's before Baywatch! Oh. We're talking 2000s. Something in the 2000s to now that was a weekly moral tale television show. Family feud. Right. No, they've got like, this is us and uh, those family shows. Isn't parenthood happening again? Nope. Those aren't moral tales where at the end of it, you learn a valuable lesson. Those are just uh, vignettes into people's lives so that you can relate to them. I'm talking about when you're post cartoons and you are like slipping into medium pre-adulthood and your par- you don't want to talk to your parents because, well, they don't have tits or a penis because that's all you care about at that point. Uh, and so you need a little bit of guidance by somebody that you think is cool, like David Hasselhoff. What about, like, the life of Zack and Cody and some of the Disney ones? Because they, they always had a moral tale, like Hannah Montana. Okay. That had a moral. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't really know because I didn't watch them, but I, I'm assuming that they did because that's no. that's Disney's quid pro quo. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I we could say like the Disney movies have a lot of morals in them, too. But I'm still standing behind. I don't watch CBS uh, nightly, but I bet there's five of these on CBS right now. We just don't know what they are because we don't watch them. I bet you you're absolutely wrong. 
uh, because I pay attention to uh, the TV rankings and all of those shows are cop shows currently, except for that fucking Sheldon bullshit. Um, and, and Two and a Half Men. Oh, yeah. Great fucking moral tale. No, that hasn't been on for years. Exactly. But it's post Baywatch and it was CBS. No. So my point is, is like, did we take a left turn when we stopped sitting our t- children in front of the television and letting the television do the job? Like, like when the television was a good parent and now it's not a good parent. Is that where we went wrong? Was it Joey and Chandler saying, hey, look at those tits. That's what this show's only about is tits, 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 tits. No, I can tell you exactly when we went on our left turn. It was when Survivor got the same ratings as NFL playoff games. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Reality TV yeah. kind of killed out a lot of shit. Yeah, not not uh, good moral tales in that. Because, you know, I did true. not, uh, for a lot of listeners, maybe, maybe you know, maybe don't, but I did not grow up religious. A lot of my moral uh, compassing and in life came from He-Man and She-Ra. Goddamn right. And... I mean, I think my parents bought some Bibles from like a door-to-door salesman and they tried to nice. read them to us. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they had some pictures and shit, but I was always like, let's just read fairy tales. And my mom's like, good idea. Well, there's sometimes better tale- memorials and fairy tales than the Bible, but sometimes there's not, like Sleeping well, Beauty. You know, well, we didn't read like, because I was a kid, right? We didn't actually read the Grimm's fairy tales or yeah. Hans Christian <laughs> Anderson. We we read the kiddie versions yeah, of most fairy of the, tales. Yeah, most of the Grimm's fairy tales are about rape, so uh, not cool. But uh, yeah, it just got me thinking, like, maybe we should get back into having some sort of, between the ages of 10 and 17, weekly adventure show that has a good moral in it. Maybe. I don't know. Anybody listen out there? Is this thing on? They're Mickey like, Mouse, yeah, there's like Clubhouse 10 of those shows on every channel. Just nobody fucking watches them because there's not some lady that's about to marry a dude for money that's going to fuck all these other dudes and he's going to fuck all the other chicks and they're going to stab each other in the back and then somebody gets a rose. The immoral tales, that's where the ratings are at. Yeah, yeah. But not for 10 to 17 year olds, but... uh the other reason why they're, you know, maybe not even targeting 10 to 17 year olds is they've given up on it because YouTube's just kicking their ass. Yeah, that could be too. That could be too. Yeah, um, I know that my niece and nephew, they talk about YouTube people like they're people on soap operas. Like my grandma mm-hmm. used to tell me about the soap opera people and I'd be like, who the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, you know, days of our lives. And I'm like, oh, I thought you were talking about the goddamn neighbors. Jesus. And now it's like. No, I'm talking about Zorg 92. You yeah. know Zorg 92 is? He does a lot of like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, one, I don't play those video games. And two, why the fuck are you watching this dude on YouTube? Yeah, why are you listening to Stinker Madness? So, I mean, seriously, go watch He-Man. Well, it's a little different, though, to listen <laughs> to not. a podcast versus watching somebody play a video game and playing the video game yourself. It's not. It's all bullshit. It's all uh, I don't know. made up on the go all uh stinker madness so uh anyways that that was my 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 big diatribe this week um we do have uh some listener feedback starting with a uh email from mark or clegane clegane is back huh he says hello stinker madness and greetings from the uk mark hello governor oh boy mark or clegane here bringing you a kind of recommendation the kind of recommendation i have 
Oh, I have re recently got Amazon Prime free trial. And so I'm digging into its deepest recesses to find some truly good, bad, or just plain bonkers movies. Well, as we have probably laid out uh, on the show, uh, Amazon Prime is like the number one source for bad movies. Unless you want to deal with commercials, then Pluto TV's got a bunch of garbage too. Um, recently, I came across a movie from 1982 called Wacko, which if you haven't already seen, may be worth a watch. I don't think it's an episode, but it's a weird mix of terribleness and comic genius. Clearly influenced by the crazy comedy of Airplane, this slasher spoof has a very high joke rate, with about half of them actually hitting the target. It's extremely cheap and has some awful amateurish performances, but also has a few big names. This includes George Kennedy, whose presence makes this feel almost like a Lost Police Squad episode or Naked Gun movie. It made me laugh out loud a few times, which is rare for a movie. Although some of the humor is questionable, including a weird running joke about Kennedy perving on his own two teenage daughters by, by peeking through their bedroom windows or sneaking in while one of them is in the bath. Gross! <laughs> At just over 80 minutes, it's not a complete waste of time. Get to the penis. So, Sam, have you heard of Wacko? I have not. No, we'll have to check that out. Sounds like a fairly good uh, recommendation. And That's it, what I was thinking, too. Like, hmm, maybe that should be my next pick. Uh, yeah, uh, 80 minutes, it's right there on the cusp. But Yeah, uh, and you know, I like I like slashers, right? So a spoof slasher would be great for me because I, I do like those. Yeah, he says it may not be an episode, just so you know. Well, you will have to look up the rating yeah. on the IDMB. Oh, boy. IMBB. Yeah. And the Rotten Tomatoes. I like to watch the IDMB when I eat my sp my Pischetti. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. God damn it. <laughs> Wacko. That sounds like right up my alley, though. Yeah, it's always good seeing George Kennedy. We'll have George Kennedy here not too distance of a future. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, also got a tweet from Victor Field uh, on uh, Twitter. So follow us, twitter.com forward slash snickerbandness. Hi, Victor. Victor says... To, uh, about uh, The Last Shark. He says, to be fair, James Franciscus... Oh, nobody else watched that. Where you, where everybody goes, to be fair, and then the next guy goes, to be fair, to be fair. Okay, never mind. Uh, to be fair, James Franciscus, he played... To James Franciscus, he played a blind insurance investigator on one of my dad's favorite TV shows, Longstreet. With Bruce Lee. And he thought he was really blind. To be fair to The Last Shark, one area where it does improve on Jaws is that uh, Mickey Pignatelli is a lot more attractive than Lorraine Gray. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, well, thanks, Victor. And, yeah. you know, now I feel like an ass because your email, I don't know if you watch um, Little Kenny, but... They do the to be fair thing. Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. To so, be fair to Letter to be fair, Kenny, we should probably to be call fair, it to be by fair. its real name. Okay, so if if you know what I was doing, then great. If not, um, I feel like an ass, and I'm sorry, Victor. All right. If you I gotta go make another drink. If you don't watch Little Kenny, you're not gonna get my jocks. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Some sweet disses. All right, Sam, what are you taking on this week? This week, Sando takes on 
global economic crises. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, you're the authority. I mean, you know, if anybody knows about global economic crises, it's a guy on a podcast about bad movies. Or any other podcast, because we're we're about to have lived through two of them. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's the true. thing that's pissing me off right now is that uh, I've had to do this twice. Uh-huh. This is the last one of these that we're going to do. And I was talking to my father about it. And I was getting pretty shit house when I was talking to him. And I was like, you know, both times I worked through both of these. This is ridiculous. It's like I'm a sergeant on the front lines of some economic battlefield. And it's total <laughs> horseshit. Well, at least you got that. Because I know the first time it happened, um, I had just graduated with my undergrad. And couldn't get a fucking job to save my life. Been trying for six months before I graduated and then finally just went on to uh, a master's degree because I couldn't find a goddamn job. There are those you have to make those concessions. It's like when something like this is happening, you're not gonna be like, can I have a raise or your career just goes into a fucking two year stasis that generally you come out of poorly. Yeah, this is the last time I made it out of one. We made it out. The business was survived we all did kind of okay but because it was so fucking tense everybody was like scatter we don't care if we're a super team we made it through that horse shit and it was like economic fucking vietnam fuck this and then i set myself back career-wise like five years and now we'll see where we're at when these chips fall so are you like mad because a your career has to take a backseat? It doesn't progress in any way. Or is it mad that be the, are you mad that you never get laid off <laughs> so you can actually take advantage of economic downturn? It would be great if I got laid off. But at the same time, I uh, was able to hire back one of my old employees this week and um he was saying that his unemployment was interrupted, inconsistent, and it's not the only person I've talked to. So it's like, oh, yeah, we got unemployment for everybody and all this. But apparently that system is stretched to its limit and it's not working great. So a lot of people are being compensated completely inconsistently. Right, right. Or having to rely on other avenues like GoFundMe, the United States government's GoFundMe page because we can't get shit fucking figured out. So wait, the United we take States donations? No, I'm. It's I'm being metaphorical, Jackie. All anything now where somebody is needing to rely on something that the uh, federal government should supply. And yes, it's socialism. So is your fucking fire department, you dumb shits. We've had socialism in this country for over a hundred goddamn years. Um. Anytime those things start breaking down, uh, people have to go to fucking GoFundMe and ask for goddamn donations. And guess what? They usually get it because people have good hearts. But my taxes Uh, and and are, you know, fuck, 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 Sam. Why do you do this to me every time? (laughs) I thought we were going to run more on this whole economic battlefield thing. Okay. okay, uh, uh, Well, here's a deal, Sam. In the trenches. As Justin says, in the trenches. Um, I'm employed right now and I am fucking grateful. She's got a, um, it she's took got me, a computer o- it with took a- me almost a year. Shut up. It took me almost a year to, uh, find the job that I have. And it is a dream job for me. And 
I'm not going to get a raise, even though I got the highest evaluation and I was told that I was going to get a raise. Then coronavirus hit and I don't get one now. And that's okay because I'm, I'm, I'm gainfully employed, but I do have to take furloughs as part of, uh, you know, giving back to the university and, um, helping them recoup their losses so that other people just don't get hacked off at the knees. Right. And they're like, well, you can claim unemployment. And I'm like, why would I? Um, I, I can understand if people do. But for me, I don't want to clog up the system when there are people out there that really fucking need to get their checks. And I am sitting here going, well, I don't really need it. But, you know, I took a furlough day, so I want my money. Uh, What's better so than a furlong day? Edward Furlong. <laughs> I've had a couple furlong days. Uh, again, I, that has nothing to do with the global economic crises. It does, because uh, our university no, lost he 10. Wanted to, he wanted to have, like, uh, he wanted to talk about the battlefields. And you're just sitting there talking about, you know, like. Dude, sometimes you're just dug in the trench and you're, like, thinking, thank God I'm part of this army. Yeah, like, uh, like because you don't want to be on the other side going, I need to get a team. Yeah, so you can storm Bunker Hill. So you can restock reshells for nothing. You got it. You got a stock pricing gun with a bayonet on it. Is that the type of stuff you wanted to talk about, Sam? Like metaphor? Yeah, metaphors like that. Okay. It's been, okay. yeah. All right, we're going to... Like, think about I all those Uber... I got a pretty big bayonet in my pants oh, for the no. economy. <laughs> oh, God damn it. And here I was going to say bayonet for Uber drivers. Or if I was to just go all the way into the porn, I'm going to give the global economic crises an anal gaping. <laughs> okay. Uh, that will help because I I understand that the uh, anal gapings require tools. So at least some, you know, manufacturing could tick up, you know, because your your butthole experiments. I've been on 4chan. It doesn't require tools. It just requires a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> Very slowly with some jam. Well, you call it a tool. I call it a tool, too. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, I guess Jackie wants to talk about real economic stuff, and I just want to sling metaphors out there but uh well then you know, give me another one okay uh um let's see here uh we're at defcon 5 what does that mean sir we're gonna launch all of the bitcoin at russia <laughs> they're like they already have like three quarters of it they're oh the ones, they're the ones pushing this shit uh, then we need to send in Tom Hanks and uh, John Hurt to cross the bridge of economic spy so they can steal that Bitcoin back. So so Tom Hanks has got John Hurt's cold, dead body over his shoulder. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> filled with Bitcoin. Filled that. with Bitcoins. <laughs> I think we should go a totally different direction based off of JR, our listener. JR, uh in his corporate world will save us all with his Bitcoin scheme mm-hmm. where they're <laughs> investing in ponies and there's what? like uh, some sports cars and then they have a fire in their mansion and then he gets shot and his uh, life insurance, he's not really dead, but his life insurance goes to supporting um, underage drinkers and 
yeah that, I, that I would happens. like to remind you that Dallas was a show about uh, uh, about the extravagance of the 80s and throwing money everywhere because we were showered in money. We're talking about a global economic crisis. And that's, you, line in, soldier. Line in. That's why we need JR. No, he's 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 dead. He's, 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 he's spent all the money and he's no more. Otherwise, we, we, we wouldn't be in this situation if there was still JRs out there in the world. It, I will say, if you need uh, food, the YMCA is giving out uh, in our area. For poor people. So our neighbors went over and to the YMCA where their daughter goes and sent me a text and was like, the YMCA is giving away free food. And I wrote back, for poor people. And sure shit, Jackie's like, oh, free food. <laughs> well, I, I didn't understand. And it's the YMCA. What's there to not stand? Well, the thing is, is that we didn't go get a food basket, but they went and got two. And so they had some extra salad and whatnot, and they oh, gave it to us. And then um, Justin was like, where do we get this? And I'm like, well, our neighbors gave it to us from a YMCA basket. And he's like, don't you ever fucking take another thing from them. This is for poor people. We don't need it. And they got so much of the free stuff for poor people that they had to give some of it away to other not poor people. Uh, right. See, global economic crisis. If we treated this like a goddamn war and one of us was General Patton Sam, we would be kicking ass right now. But we got all these people fucking walking around, not getting slapped in the face and getting me in trouble. And I'm not standing in front of goddamn American flag with those weird pants that poof at the thighs. If we had that, we'd be in different times. No, we'd be like, American Manufacturing, roll out the five-inch guns. It's time to fuck some shit up. <laughs> yeah! USA, uh, USA. Okay. But All the right. free food at the YMCA brings me to a point, like, or the beginning of the toilet paper hoarding and the other COVID thing when people were like, oh, we got to go hoard the fuck out of everything. They started scattering into small towns and taking small town people's shit. Right? Like, you don't fucking need it. You don't it's need their it. What? shit. Yeah. They were robbing small towns? Right. They weren't robbed. They were just going there and buying the shit out. Buying all the shit, which Sam and I are from a very small town, and it's very hard and expensive to get supplies up there. Like, in the winter, you couldn't get supplies up there because the roads were a death trap. So, you know, like... So some old poor lady is showering every time she shits. That's Oh, you were eating the YMCA spam, so... You're right there with them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I got that second hand. Yeah, you've put it. Well, we're second hand poor people food stealers then. Yeah. And there was another one yesterday and she asked me if I went and I was like, oh, no, because uh, I'm not going to go now. to not go. And she was like, well, I went and all of the baskets were gone. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's good. That's... Maybe there's a lot of people out there that finally fucking caught on that need this fucking substance. Yeah, you need and to. And you are middle class. You don't fucking need it. You, It's, it's now our job to... Uh, you know, I'm not going to take over BLM with anything, but BLM makes a very good point. Uh, uh, point. It's not enough to be uh, uh, kind or what? Uh, kindness isn't going to cure racism. Anti-racism is going to cure racism. So it's not enough to just be like, well, I'm not going to do that. You need to tell people to not fucking do that. Yeah, you got to tell people to not fucking do that. Yeah. And people this apparently is have to be told not to be pieces of shit. Uh, this will transition me into a lighter tale. Okay. Whee. 
uh, my what happened to me last week, the day after we recorded, when I would have had a much better Sando takes on, Uh which would have been Sando takes on the fucking tweakers that stole my lunch out of my car. (laughs) Uh, What? The tweakers stole your lunch? Now, here's the thing. We just talked about poor people eating food. I totally would be like, I'm I'm fine with someone that's hungry stealing my lunch out of my car. That's okay. The problem is, is that I had a lunch purse. It it was a lunch bag that was insulated, and it just looks like a, a lady's purse because it was a lady's lunch bag, and I really liked it, and it was small, and the whole thing had little handles. It was just very convenient. Right, and, right, right. Uh, yeah, who cares what it, it looks front like? Seat, and the way that it was taken, the method wasn't someone that was hungry. It was someone that stole a purse out of a car because they just... Went in as fast as they could, opened the passenger door. I leave the the Saturn unlocked because, one, it's a POS that I only have for gas mileage. And two, there's nothing in there worth stealing other than my fucking lunch. (laughs) And they went in and just like as fast as they could, opened the glove box, the cubby, couldn't find anything, took the purse and ran off. Only to find that their treasure was two enchiladas. So, does he, does he keep I, his money inside the enchiladas? Open one of those enchiladas up, Greg. See what's in there. No, having just done a Guy Ritchie revisit on all of his films, and man, Rock and Roll is a really fun fucking movie. If you, yeah. I think I've been mentioning this over and over again, but boy, it's fun. And there's the junkies. They're always like parading around all the stolen shit, and it's like, get the fuck out of here. Nobody wants this shit. They're so bent, they don't realize it. So I'm going to guess that what really happened is that they, he, she, them, whatever, made it all the way to the pawnbroker to be like, look at all of these treasures. Ha ha ha. And then they're like wandering around being tweakers, losing track of everything. Didn't look in any of the things that they stole. And the pawnbroker's eating my enchiladas going, these are really good enchiladas. Now get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. I... (laughs) I can't sell these. I will. I will buy them from you, though. I'm very. <laughs> Plus, he's like, this is a nice lunch bag. These are good enchiladas. Also, I'm not going to buy this from you and your tweakers. Like, so just get the fuck out. And, Thanks for and the lunch. You still, I, I, you still owe me for the the shit that you pawned last time. The fucking all that crap that I can't get rid of. And you're like, oh, I'm going to come pick it up. You fucking tweakers. Uh, I don't know that they pawn it. <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, but you don't have to pawn at. You can just sell them the shit and relinquish your rights. Yeah, you can. Yeah, they don't give you uh, $1 more for it, though, so who gives a fuck? Let them do the paperwork, right? And they still don't want enchiladas. (laughs) It doesn't matter whether you pawn or buy. They want the lunch bag that the enchiladas came with. They're like, all right, $2 for the enchiladas. Oh, you got to take these enchiladas, too. No, dude, they were eating them lunch bag that I got at a trade show in Vegas like 12 years ago at the sign show that it was like look at these personalized ladies lunch bags and I was like how much do you sell these for and they're like $8 each so it was a total pile of shit but I loved it <laughs> and it was a fucking lunch purse and that's what I get for having a reasonable sensible lunch purse is that someone thought it was a real purse and they fucking stole it so now what are you going to do I got another lunch bag off the Amazon for $8. <laughs> this one doesn't look like a purse, and I'm not going to leave it in my car. Okay. Even though okay. I will tell you that leaving the enchiladas in the car in this time of year warms them to the perfect temperature. Right. Right. It now was like a little oven in there. I had my lunch just, it was like, 
I was like, oh man, these enchiladas are going to be like perfectly 110 degrees. It's going to be great. And you're being green by not using the microwave. Natural Yeah, energy. I don't use the microwave. I don't use any. I don't. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Those tweakers have lunch bags. No, I, I bring a metal fork. Actually, that helps with Sandra makes sure that I bring a metal fork. But we don't do you do that shit. We we, you know, we reuse shit. I bring a metal fork. I bring my own lunch and lunch bag, all that. It's if it wasn't for tweaker, Sam, we would be uh, we would be curing not just uh, uh, the energy crisis, but also the global Christ, economic crisis. <laughs> Global economic crises. We start with the tweakers and get rid of them. <laughs> or re-educate them or help them. Uh, They're going to sue you lunch. Get out of the addictions. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard with the tweakers to take a, a, a real moment. There's a point where you actually fry your brain because I've known a couple people. Right. There is a point that there's no coming back. And it's really unfortunate. And if Americans and other Europeans and everyone that takes the pseudoephedrine and ephedra cold medicine, we went, oh, we need the cold medicine so bad. If we got rid of that shit, there would be no fucking meth. Right? Yeah. And it's not like it helps the coronavirus. So I don't know if you listeners know or not, but, you know, the three of us are pretty good friends. Uh, and Sam fucking hates. Four of us. All of us. He fucking hates to camp. Me. And, no, I just and like campers. I don't like tents. I himself. love camping and campers. I fucking hate tents. I'm old. Right. Yeah. I, and and we do too, which is why we've got the motorhome. Right. Which Justin has been keeping us up to date on. Very much so. So Sandra and Sam uh, invited us to go camping in. Sort of. Well, they're getting a cabin because yes. they don't have a camper. Let's not church it up. We're going to an RV park. We're, we're going ba- to an RV park. We're basically British camping. Yeah. And our our cabin is a shed that's been converted into a tiny house with RV parts. So it's going to be the same thing. Right. Okay. So you did get one with a bathroom. Because I know I looked up the Wilder thing. Uh, th- that's where we're going. Wilder, Idaho. And... uh. They had two kinds of cabins. One that had all the amenities, but no bathroom and no bed. Like you had to bring your own fucking sleeping bag. But I had a futon in it. And then the other cabin had like a, an actual bed and it had a, an RV style toilet shower combo thing. So the other couple that's going with is scouted. And they took a picture of the cabin that we reserved, quote unquote, the shed. Uh and the image was taken while moving, and a reflection was in the window of what was most likely a lawn gnome. However, it could it be looks that kid. Very from, spooky. It could be that kid from Three Men and a Baby. No, it looks like a troll. Okay, you and should then, be careful then, because it looks like a troll. Sandra called ahead to make sure <laughs> that. It was going to be ready before their normal time. They're like, no, I don't know if it's going to be ready. And she's like, well, I, I want to kind of get down there early. Can I put stuff outside? I mean, what can I do? And the whole time I'm like, so the reason they're telling you this is that, and she's trying to talk on the phone. And I'm like, no, they can't get the trolls out of there. They're hitting them with brooms. Right. They're whacking them. But the trolls are just in there and they're, <laughs> they're fucking each other and fighting and knocking shit over and drinking and they won't leave. 
And and <laughs> the one thing I know uh, about trolls is they're very strict with their schedule, so you can't get in there early because you know they're not you know they, once it's time for you to get in there, the trolls will do their thing. But before then, forget about it. Maybe you have to leave like a bottle of Jack Daniels with the lid screwed off. Other oh, trolls, you could probably do worse. Well, Jack Daniels is pretty crap. <laughs> I mean. Okay, maybe you could do like James bottom Babeem. shelf whiskey and be like, hey, trolls, check it out. And then they would all leave and then you guys could like inhabit the cabin. Right? No, they wouldn't. They'd be like, these people got whiskey. We're going to fucking party. <laughs> and then you got more of a troll problem than when you showed up. We're going to try to get some footage. Troll three. These trolls <laughs> aren't really that dangerous, but man, are they dicks. <laughs> Uh, what cabin are we in? The one that's called Nilbog. Wait, I thought this movie was called Troll 3. Yeah, we're stupid. <laughs> this is the SS Troll. Wow, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, screw you guys. It's supposed to be the Sam and Sander Troll Show. Shots fired, damn it. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, I fell right into that. Okay. Sorry, dudes. All right, we're going to save Jackie here and we're going to move into some streaming do's and don'ts. Uh, on HBO, uh, I'm going to make this fairly quick because I watched it by myself. Uh, everybody else has been watching it, though. It's It was the number two trending movie, and it's 10 years old about two months ago. Um, Contagion from 2011, starring Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Kate Winslet. Uh, who the fuck else was in it? Uh, uh, Brian Cranston was in it. Uh, like a gajillion of oh, fucking Larry Fishburne was in it. Everybody was in it. Directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, I hope you watched this recently because you will have shit your pants like I did, where I was like, I'm pretty sure Steven Soderbergh could see the future because <laughs> he fucking nailed it. Like everything. Just, just like in traffic, anytime like he decides to just evaluate some raw data and then go wow there's very little interpretation needed here uh like none i don't know dude i mean he made some pretty like uh, the fucking fake news and like fake cures hydri hydroxychloroquine shit like that uh uh fucking people selling out other people so that they can make money on the internet jude law's character I was like, Jesus Christ, how did you fucking foresee that shit? Uh, and then, like, uh, react, like the, the uh, cleaning out of the, to- uh, the, of the uh, uh, grocery stores and things of that nature. Uh, and then just uh, general reactions. Um, like, I would have never predicted. And I usually try to think positively about people. I hope for the best, but expect the worst. Uh, the, like, the people that were in line for products and then would be like, you're not wearing a mask. And then they would cough on people because they were fucking horrible dicks. You guys remember seeing videos of that not too long yep. ago? Yeah, fucking Soderbergh put that in 10 years ago. It's like well, these be- people saw that movie and were like, well, that's what I want to do. My people parents- were doing that with SARS. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And then we didn't even get it and they were fucking taking chances on the craze and i'm going to respond to this the same way that i responded to you in text message when you told me wow he really hit this on the head was that my response was yeah well streaming dudes are don'ts we just watched to kill a mockingbird and guess what racially shit has just not changed no no it has not changed uh yeah uh contagion is a wow do for me um i gave it eight stars it's not just because of coronavirus dude that cast is fucking deadly 
And saw yeah, I think it's Soderbergh's second best film. So I know my parents saw it too, and when we were talking about it, when we were all hanging out, um my mom said that he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Which is her expression Crazy. for like that's <laughs> her expression. You're gonna yeah, she invented explain that one. this. Yeah, one. well, you know, um she said that I should watch it, that it would terrify me It's and, scary as shit. Um I I haven't I, I, it was just, this was a couple of days ago and I, and I haven't because I am too afraid to watch it now because I don't want to deal with the reality that might be there. Yeah. Um, the disease that's in contagion is a lot more virulent than, uh, COVID, uh, MEV one. Their, uh, mortality rate is about 20% where ours is it's about five more. It's somewhere in between SARS and Ebola, basically. Coronavirus. No, the the movie's virus. No, Sam, 20% of the population of Earth dies. That's not e- SARS or Ebola. <laughs> no, even- Ebola would take more than 20% if it spread wildly. Right, but this did. This did. And it's and its contagion rate is there they said that Ebola was in the movie they said Ebola was would infect uh, for every person that would the came in contact with it this is r equals zero number i can't remember what they called it but for every person that's infected that would come contact with people uh eight he would each person would infect eight people that they come in contact with uh ebola was uh, uh that was ebola this one was four so much more shittier than ebola so in the plague movie. yeah it was plague so how does this compare with like world war z that movie sucks, Jackie. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god, me? no, I'm just I'm just talking about the like the infection rate and They didn't I I don't know because that movie's fucking dumb as All shit. Right, well, fuck. Uh, Sam laughed his ass off. I should have known did. right there just Cuz that's the thing like, is, oh fuck. Zombie apocalypse movies don't get into the infection rate cuz it's basically 99%. Right. Right. Yeah, zombies are always worse than Matt Damon, Jackie. Let's just let's just make that a thing. Everybody should always know zombies are worse than Matt Damon. If you got Matt Damon in your movie, you're better off than having Matt zombies. Matt Damon wasn't in zombies. He was <laughs> in He was in Contagion. Oh, okay. God damn it. I have seen Contagion, ah. so duly noted, sir. Oh, I will be it. okay with it. Oh, she's heading down the road again, folks. So we're gonna move a little faster. Uh on HBO as well. Jackie and I watched this, uh, starring Samara Weaving, who I was unfamiliar with until this movie, uh, and uh, uh, Andy McDowell in Ready or Not. Oh, I've got to say, the Hide and Seek song has stuck in my head. Even before we started the podcast, I was sitting out on the porch, uh, listening to the pond and the fish, and all I could hear was that fucking creepy ass uh, Hide and Seek song. I loved this movie. I thought it was fucking fantastic. What was it called? Ready or not? Oh, okay. God damn it. I thought I could get her that one, that one, Sam. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Sam probably is not familiar with this. I didn't even see any information about this at all, but uh, it's kind of a comedy thriller, um, uh, almost Sam Raimi-esque in its uh, uh, knowing what it is as far as its thrillingness, but... Uh, a, a lady marries into a family that makes board games and uh, for a hundred years, she's basically married into Bil- Milton Bradley. And uh, <clears throat> they have a tradition 
where when somebody enters the family, they play a game at random. And if you choose hide and seek, well, that's the one game you don't want because the rules are we hunt you and kill you. Uh, so she has a real bad night. And she, Samara Weaving, I, I thought the movie was okay. It was fine. It's not for Sam, uh, but it was okay. But Samara Weaving, pay attention to her. Dude, she was fucking amazing. She Hugo's daughter or any relation? No, Do we I thought know that? she might have been. I looked it up and I found no information about them being related. But you want to hear somebody fucking knock the fucking horror scream out of the park? She does it like 72 times and, and different it's... each way. And I'm like, good God, that woman can fucking, she can do this. Yeah, and it is, she is doing the scream appropriate for what she is doing at the time. It's, oh, she was amazing. It's not this like uh, box scream. It's, I just shove my hand through a nail kind of scream. And then it's, I just, whatever screamed i I don't know i I don't want to ruin it for anyone Uh, it was it was uh it was amazing i loved it on that note i'm going to give my best i just saw an unmarked box scream Ah, that's a box she was better she was definitely better Wow, oh, okay. Sam, that was that was okay. No, uh, it was terrible because boxes don't I'm gonna don't give you a one out of uh, ten. <laughs> okay, that's not okay. That's definitely a fail. I'm trying to just, you know, boost his confidence. He gets a participation award. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, maybe he'll uh, he'll he'll like up his game next time. I'll put it yeah, next to like, my Grammys. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. he's not gonna get a Grammy for that, but you know, maybe next time I can draw him an Oscar for. Terrible screaming. Yeah, right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so it's a, it's a do for me as well. If you like comedy thrillers with some, she she just actually it's a do just because she was so fan- fucking fantastic. Uh, next on Amazon Prime, you might have seen previews for this, uh, starring nobody ever. Uh, Blow the man down. Uh, the tale of basically. Uh, uh, not Thelma and Louise. God, what the fuck was I thinking of? But uh, on the West Coast, a murder thing from not very long ago. But this is like in Maine, uh, like Fargo-esque, but not Fargo. It's in Maine. Um, yeah, it was okay. I really liked it. Sam, you? did you see it? See what? Blow, Blow the man, the man down. down. Nope. Okay. So I, I really liked it. Um it was a generational piece where they had to do what they had to do in the older generation, but then their children didn't understand the sacrifices and the things that they had done in order to preserve the community. And it it was kind of a mind wrap and I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, it it was just okay. I'd seen it about five hundred times before. Uh, it's it's ve- very thinly disguised around like a, a murder plot. Uh, like, and it, it, the characters were stupid. They made bad decisions that didn't make any goddamn sense, and uh, just a lot of like fumbling around plot wise for me that I didn't care for. But it was okay. I'm I'm if if you like stuff like that, Jackie likes. I would still say it's a deal. If I do a mind wrap in the summer, I usually use 
flour tortillas. Mm. Mm. Right, right, and then stick it in your car. That's how. Yeah. You, that's how you cook them up. Cook them uh, up. Last, last but not least, for us, uh, the vast of night, also on Amazon Prime, the. Tale of two teenagers, uh, uh, late age teenagers in the 1950s who discover a uh, unexplained radio signal and follow its uh, uh, signal to its logical end. Uh, told in, a, a, in, a, in under the backdrop of the Twilight Zone, like as an episode of the Twilight Zone. Um, I super like The Vast of Night. I really liked it. I did too, and uh, I thought that it was quite clever that they went back into the black and white TV uh, sections here and there to remind you this is not a modern event. Right. You know, to kind of keep you into the, you're watching this from your home, which I thought was quite interesting, and I super liked it. I mean, I give it a do all the way. Yeah, it's a movie you've seen a uh, hundred times as well. Uh, from a plot standpoint, I mean, it's it's basically just Close Encounters, uh, but uh, told from a very different way of telling it. It's uh, I read a v- review on the internet that said uh, it's not the what that happens, it's the how that happens. Uh, and uh, in a in a spooky alien movie, and I I thought it was just really well done, despite the fact that the first thirty minutes of it has nothing to do with the signal. It's just a long take of these two teenagers getting to know each other and their relevant skills that will come in handy later and building up a rapport so that they could have... They're the two logical people to have this spooky alien adventure. So um, I definitely liked it. I think you would like it as well, Sam. Uh, Vast of Night on Prime. Do. I guess I will. Okay. Uh, do you do you have any streaming news? And no, Sam. Well, not really. I we we, we ch- tried to watch you, this movie with Steve Carell where he has the kid on meth, and then I was like, I can't deal with this right now. What the? Oh, so I, I watched that. What the hell? It that? it was very fucking sad. It was an Amazon Prime original, and it had the guy from uh, Call Me by Your Name. And Tim- Steve Carell. T- uh, Timothy Chalamet? No, I-, I know exactly. Army Hammer? No. Army Hammer. There's only two um, characters that are of note in Call Me By Your Name. Timothy it's Chalamet. The, it, it's the young boy. Captain Smiley? Is that better for you? He's always smiling? Oh, gosh, no, he's guys. the brown haired guy. That's Timothy Chalamet, okay. who is always smiling. Oh, hey, guys. Yeah, okay. God so damn and I will agree with Sam. That was a hard movie to get through, but it is worth watching. I I really enjoyed it. And neither of you know what it's called. And it was very sad. Yeah, I would say if you know somebody that's had it happen to him with meth, just don't. You've done it in real life. If you don't have somebody that you've known on meth, go ahead and watch it because it's a light blow on yeah. how that happens i mean it doesn't get into the real bad stuff that's gonna happen in real life but maybe it'll dip your toes into that water and maybe we should really think about alternative cold medicines and neither of you know what it's called yep (laughs) that's 
good that's good movie critiquing i watched something i don't know what the fuck it was it has people in it but i wouldn't watch it if i were you <laughs> uh the film is called beautiful boy from 2018 okay good job internet hands um all right jackie it's finally turn time. It's your time turn. It's your turn time, time, time turn. Jackie Spooky. Excellent. That was to get you guys in the spooky mood. Um, didn't work. Okay. So anybody from Scotland or the UK can correct me and any of my pronunciations now throughout this. Pronunciations. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Tollbooth Arberdeen. UK, Scotland. Okay. In the 1700s, it was a prison. Uh, that was its first purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it collected Jacobites. Okay. So what's a Jacobite? Uh, they were against the crown, so they got captured. Not, not something you order at Taco Bell at no. midnight? No, no, no. Okay. Plus, it kidnapped kids. The, wait. Not just any kids. The okay, hold on. The prison did? Yeah. The, it kidnapped kids. Yes. Not the Jacobites. Not the Jacobites. The prison. This is later. The prison holds a knife up to a kid and says, get in the car, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they gave him candy in a van. The prison. And they kidnapped him, and they sold them into slavery to America. You mean the prisoners or the prison guards or? Tollbooth. So it was a prison, and it has always been a prison. So they went ahead and started kidnapping children. Who's they? The people that worked at Tollbooth. Okay, thank you. Is it a Tollbooth or a prison? I don't know. Spell T-O-L-B-O-O-T-H. I think think it's the town or the, the, um, what do they call the, uh, not the borough, but uh, the district of Tollbooth near Aberdeen. No, it, it's, this is the building called Tollbooth. Tollbooth. <laughs> and okay. it's in Aberdeen, UK, Scotland. Pren- pronunciation was not right there. So, along with these kidnapped kids and the Jacobites. Okay, the people in the Tollbooth prison are kidnapping kids and there's some Jacobites. That's there's all I There's a Tollbooth that might be a prison and there's... Egg rolls that have mini jumbo jacks in them. Right. Exactly. That's all I and know. They're kidnapping kids. So also, they also burn people for witch being witches. Okay. So did everybody. So Janet Walker in the 17th century was known as the Fitty Witch. Hmm. And first she was hanged. And then they burned her for good measure. With a name like Janet, uh, when she was... Uh, being hung, could did she ask to speak to the manager? Hey oh no. Oh. <laughs> she didn't. Don't talk about my mom like that. Or no, that's Karen. Karen wants to speak to the manager. Yeah, Karen wants to speak to the manager. Pam's wondering why there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pam takes big poops. So today it's it's a museum, and you can see the Iron Maiden and the guillotine that they use. Hell yeah, you can see Iron Maiden. I'd love to see Iron Maiden there. Uh, they also have wax figures in some of the cells and and areas in the prison because they they haven't changed it at all. Like, it's like, re-innovated. Like uh, Angelina Jolie and John Depp. 
Yes. Like wax figures, like those kind of like Madame Tussauds wax figures. Yes. Why would they have that? Well, because they have recordings of actors that are playing out whatever is happening in that cell. I'm John Depp, and I'm getting ass raped. <laughs> That's what's happening here right now. Why? Why? I'm, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I'm Matt's Damons, and I am a small jumbo jack. <laughs> Go bite. Okay, so some of the spooky shit that has been reported. Are you guys ready? Well, the wax figures is kind of up there pretty high already. Uh, rattling chains. Of course. White mist. Okay. Tight feeling around the neck and chest. Mm. Footsteps. Icy hand on the shoulder. Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, hold wait. On, hold now, on. this is just every strip yeah. club in America. Right, right. <laughs> well, I figure, I figure you're eating all those Jacobites. Uh, you got it. You got a tummy ache, and so uh, you know, you you let out some white mist, which gives you, you know, the the guy next to you, he's like gets compression in his chest area, reaches his hand on your shoulder to say, "Dude, you stink," and then his the footsteps you hear is everybody running away from you. It's just gas. It's just fucking jacobite food. Mm. Yeah, and it's his hand is icy cold because it's not indigestion. He's having a stroke. <laughs> from, from your Jacobite. They also hear deep mumbling in your ear. Mm. Can't tell what it is, but you know, it's like, <laughs> like your butt stinks. Alone. <laughs> your butt stinks pretty bad, buddy. <laughs> uh, they also say, <laughs> well, you guys are making fun of the butt stinks, but they do say that there are strange smells yeah, in some of the cells. Come on, man. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> It's not a toll booth or a prison. It's a bathroom. It's a bathroom <laughs> at the strip club. It's not spooky at all. Serving mini sliders from Jack in the Box. And they Finger say that there's been. They say that there's also been orbs there. Like that show up in pictures. Like little round balls. <laughs> there you go. Today, it's in a museum. And it's in a museum or is a museum? It, it is a museum. Okay. And right. they have not changed anything. It's an ex- it, except for adding some wax figures. <laughs> yeah, except for adding wax w- figures and recordings of actors. Um, but other than that, they left all the torture devices where they were and they um, have created this museum. I could not find how much it was to go to this museum. Okay. I kind of want to go. Mm. Uh, maybe they would. Stretch me out, make me a little taller. Hmm? I don't know. Hi, it's me, uh, Harry Carey. Why am I Harry Carey? I was trying to go for Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah, Harry Carey. Uh, no, those aren't my little beads. They're they're John's and Fred's. <laughs> and what am I even doing at a strip club? <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anybody. I, I, mean, I want to go with George Bush, but I, you know, he's not an actor. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, therefore, it wouldn't be present. <laughs> Put you on the stretcher. We'll do it. It's gonna feel nice. Gonna but, make you taller. But that's my scary story. That wasn't scary at all. That was like yeah, it was kind of shit. That was the dumbest one yet. Yeah. Well, I thought the last one was really good, but it then didn't it was make like. The Sultan's Palace? No, 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 this fucking Jacobite bullshit literally no. didn't make any sense. 
And maybe because you're struggling to read because you can't see straight right now because you drank too much on the podcast. No, there just wasn't a lot on this particular topic. You couldn't even but, explain whether it was a prison or a toll booth. Well, <laughs> no, they built on, it no, as I'm a prison. You're like, there's not a lot on this, Spooky. That's okay. <laughs> I drank too much. We'll just do it anyway. <laughs> Shut up, Sam. That's exactly what happened. I was like, well, I've been drinking. This seems pretty short. I'm good. Maybe I won't have to talk too much at the end because I will be slurring at the end. Ooh, it's so spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right. Well, I guess that's that. Uh, Next week, or not next week, we are taking Sunday off. uh, So we'll have uh, our main movie. The following Sunday, which, Sam, what will that be? Well, I had chosen one in our little preamble, but I remembered the one that I had chosen before because of Margaret Clegane, and it is supposedly currently streaming on Amazon. It is Carry On Columbus. Okay. All right. Get into the Carry Ons. Right on. We'll look forward to that. Hopefully it stays on Amazon. You never know with uh, uh, some of the foreign films they slip off kind of in the dark of the night. But uh, tentatively, carry on Columbus, right? Carry on Columbus. That'll give us some interesting topics with what's going on in the world right now. Um, carry on Columbus. Fuck yourself. Your head came off this week in Boston. Um, <laughs> uh, now, uh, for everybody, uh, we do have some uh, bad news for the listeners. This is our last Corona episode uh, for this round. Um, we're not going to do the Wednesday episodes uh, for now. Um, I expect we'll probably be back in the fall, just like that fucking goddamn disease. Um, but uh, we're going to take the summer off and try to enjoy ourselves and uh, uh, live our lives a little bit. So, uh, yeah, this uh, twelve. we figured 12 was a good round number to stop on. And since everybody's going outside, not wearing a goddamn mask anyways... Uh, you know, we're going to at least go outside and, and wear masks. But, uh, so, uh, you know, the, the quarantine's pretty much over for America. So, uh, go out and, um, you know, enjoy your life a little, stay socially distanced, try to make it so that we don't have to come back to these in the fall. If we do, we're going to blame it on you guys for not wearing your mask. Yeah, you're going to be like, oh, we want to hear some more Corona sods. And that's just mean, dude. Don't do that to America. Don't do that to the world. We're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we're going to need some more Patreon money because recording this remotely has really tested the the stability of the Compi 4000. Right. Yeah. Sam's piece of shit computer. So um, so we'll be back to our normal, regularly scheduled program uh, and where we'll still uh, uh, do you know, post like we used to do in our main episodes where we talk about bad movies, but we're not going to talk about all the other stuff like good movies and shit. So we'll be back to the old ways next time with some new ways. I think that I want to ratify that Jackie has to do a spooky once a month. God damn it. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know. Once a month. I'll do a Sando takes on once a month. If people want it. Yeah. All right. Okay. If people want Sando takes on and people want Jackie, Spooky stories, I'll do one. Yeah. All right. Well, people so you've got to write to us. People have already themselves. said they want the spookies. Yeah. If they just want me to shut the fuck up, then write to us and uh, let us know about that, too. Uh, talk at SneakerMadness.com and hit us up on the socials forward slash Stinker Madness. 
In the meantime, get to the penis.